0: You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthew.3cr.org.au Think again with Borderlands Cooperative.
1: Join us for critical conversations about things that matter.
0: Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855 a.m. on your dial.
1: And on 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au.
0: So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate,
1: and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 66th program of Think Again and our 24th program in the time of the coronavirus. Uh, This program is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that has been dedicated to social work for more than 20 years.
0: Or or social change.
1: And I'm Jennifer Borrell. Oh no, (laughs) you, Jennifer Borrell. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm Jennifer (laughs) Borrell. Today, we're revisiting some of the inequities in our system that have been laid bare during COVID-19. It's hard to believe, but our first COVID-19 discussion, and think again, was on the 20th of March, almost half a year ago. We have been in a great slowing down. This pandemic has forced on us all that time. Initially, it looked as if we, that is Australia and Victoria, were going to beat it hands down. It almost felt Mm -hmm. as if the antipodes were going to show up to the rest of the world. But then Mm -hmm. Victoria suffered quite a bit of a hiccup, even if it still looks very moderate compared with most of the world. So today we're doing a bit of a review of how we're going with the coronavirus pandemic in relation to government policies, the way our system is run. And the way people are faring.
0: At the start of the lockdown in Victoria, on the 20th of March, to be precise, uh, we that's when we talked about the coronavirus and the fault lines in our system. So one fault line is the casualisation, of course, and precariousness of the employment conditions of much of our workforce in Australia. Too much. We said groups of people employed like this, which is astonishingly, over a third of the paid workforce, I think in the late high 30s, would suffer. And this type of employment
1: would also help spread the virus. Mm. Mm. Because people with several part-time casual jobs to make a living often don't qualify for government supplements, and so they have Mm. somehow to keep working.
0: Mm. Or if Mm. they worked in hospitality or retail, they may have lost their jobs. Or Mm -hmm. if they kept working... It was usually, or it's usually been face to face jobs where they're vulnerable to the virus and could and have brought it back to their households. So we know all that now.
1: Mm. Mm. In our program on the fault lines in our system, we also spoke about the funding cuts to our health system, where funding has been declining over many years, in particularly. funding was shifted from a public health model, which is sufficiently mm-hmm. decentralized to empower and collaborate with local communities, to a more privatized model with more emphasis on clinical, clinical and hospital-based services and interventions as well as central control.
0: Yeah. And we reminded listeners about the time of the Kennett government, or for some people won't remember it because they were young or not born at the time mm-hmm. now, but Uh, in the 90s, um, many of the localised community health centres were amalgamated Mm -hmm. and reorganised in health regions and put under the control of the hospital system. And uh, Waleed Mm -hmm. Ali makes a few good comments about that in The Age Today. He points Mm -hmm. out, Victoria entered this pandemic with Mm -hmm. the least resourced public health operation in the country Mm -hmm. per capita, cut Mm -hmm. back over time, in the interest Mm. of efficiency. Uh, So even though I think we agree the Andrews government is doing a good job with the coronavirus at the moment, we entered this at a great disadvantage with that Mm -hmm. centralised clinical model of healthcare. And also, um, he says Victoria also had a centralised public health system, so he reiterates Mm -hmm. that. Unlike in New South Wales and Queensland, where there are localised health teams using local mm. knowledge, which is, of yeah. course, the public health model.
1: Hmm. Exactly. Uh, okay. And of course, in the age next to uh, Walid's good piece, uh, analysing comes David Crowe and again finding a little thing to blame Andrews rather than actually look back historically where all of this centralization and defunding and privatization actually started. In yeah. past programs, we also examined various aspects of the health crisis. First, we the difficulties the community and social services sector experienced because of the loss of volunteers. Again, also the mm-hmm. loss of localized kind of potential. And they provide much of the ancillary assistance for the sick and their families. We looked at the special plight of asylum seekers and identified those most at risk, like foreign students, casual workers, women.
0: Yeah, and mm. we've been critical of politicians and media who've been unashamedly, unashamedly biased in their reporting about the spread and causes of the pandemic, which you just mm. gave the latest example for, Char.
1: That's correct. And the thing is that in all of that, we seem to be forgetting totally about the need for solidarity. You know, we just celebrate every private or single interest which comes up and criticizes what's happening Mm -hmm. and wants exceptions for their own private case or personal Mm -hmm. case. At the same time, we rejoiced when JobKeeper, job, job JobSeeker and the other federal interventions were implemented, at least giving a bit of a, of a hinge of solidarity. Uh, especially the JobSeeker one was the one that finally seemed to respond to the long-standing activism of many of us to increase the scandalously low level of payments for the unemployed. Yeah. Mm. Of
0: course, we now see a they'll revert to those below poverty levels, those Centrelink mm-hmm. payments. That's Unless right. we uh, can collectively stop this happening through our campaign issue uh, efforts, mm. such mm. as through the Raise the Rage campaign, which we've approved mm. quite a few times.
1: Mm. Yeah, exactly. And finally, we then also in our past, things, past uh, programs, we started to think about what next And we'll return to that question at the end of this program. Going back to the privatization and centralization of the public health system in Victoria nationally, the real folly of this became very obvious when the so-called second wave of the infection hit Victoria. Putting aside all the reasons for the second wave, We want to go back to the ham-fisted treatment of the public housing residents in Flemington where the coronavirus broke out in some of the housing towers and link this with what we identified as the fault lines in the health system again.
0: Yes, the Mm -hmm. command and control approach of the Victorian government was highly visible with the police Mm -hmm. presence and also, of course, the lack of communication and engagement with residents and community
1: leaders there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, it's one can sort of like understand it because of the understanding of the, f- the fact that it was an emergency with a public health approach. However, working relationships with communities and community leaders would already have been established and maintained, carefully sustained, based on a preventative community development approach. Yeah. With this uh, approach as so carefully documented in many, many healthy cities programs from the World Health Organization during the 80s and the 90s, there may not have been an outbreak at all. And even Brett Sutton, the Victoria's chief health officer, had to admit that the work with the occupants of the Flemington Towers only started to really run smoothly on the third day of the intervention, when the ethnic communities and their leaders took the lead, both inside and outside of the towers. Mm-hmm. And it goes to show the map approaches. Mm-hmm. They beat top-down ones any time, mm-hmm. especially in disasters, as also bushfires and floods have been showing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Of course, proper prevention in cases like the Flemington Public House tower- mm-hmm. Towers would require the provision of decent public housing in the
1: first place. Yep. And as we illustrated a few weeks ago in an interview with uh, Gavin and also demonstrated by the need of the decision to accommodate rough sleepers in hotels to keep them as well as all of us safe. Mm. Um, After that, sort of reminiscing of the past half year, we now have some music listening to Read About It by Midnight Oil followed by a promo. Yeah. yeah.
2: If you're wrestling with feelings of anxiety, worry, and depression, or finding the current social isolation measures hard to deal with, we would like to encourage you to call Wellways Helpline. Wellways Helpline is a volunteer support and referral service that provides information to people experiencing mental health issues or other disabilities, as well as their family, friends, and carers. We're here to talk if you are seeking information about mental health or mental health services or just need someone to talk to. As a peer-based service, everyone working at Wellways Helpline has a lived experience of mental health issues or disability. Wellways Helpline is a national service and operates Monday to Friday, 9am to 9pm, excluding public holidays. If you feel it would be helpful to talk to someone about these issues during this difficult period, please call Wellways Helpline on 1300 500. That's 1300 1 500. Wellways supports 3CR.
1: Think again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streamed live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're looking at some of the inequities in our health and overall systems and how the most disadvantaged individuals and groups are bearing the brunt of the coronavirus.
0: So to continue our recap, Mm. one of the fault lines in our system that we discussed on this program in March was the individualistic approach to organising our lives and talking about ourselves as human beings. Actually, we've talked about that in quite a few programs. Mm. Uh, yeah, the mistruth is put about that we all exist in isolation and everyone is just responsible for themselves individually.
1: Yeah, and as I referred to before, solidarity and common the common in Commonwealth is nowhere to be seen. And that happened, you know, the fact that we're also being told that uh, much of that individual care and all of that happens at best in what is tellingly referred to as nuclear families, mm. rather than us all being relational beings who need villages and not just to grow up in, but also to thrive as human beings. Anyway, the spread of the coronavirus has really, really showed us how we are mm. all connected. Biologically and socially, when one falls, we all fall.
0: Mm, that's right. A few times now, um, Stephen Duckett of the Grattan Institute has given mm. us an update of how we're all tracking with the coronavirus, and he has some interesting insights to share. Mm. He talks about how we're all tracking as a society. Stephen Duckett, he's a health economist and he also writes really well and I think it's worth quoting him rather than paraphrasing. Mm. So this is what, in part what he says in the Guardian article. Mm. It is a myth that Australia is an egalitarian society, that Jack and Jill are as good as their master or mistress and that we are the land of the fair go. But the real story is that healthcare is riddled with inequities And this has also been in the course of the pandemic. Inequality is at the core of the pandemic story. And the pandemic narrative should be about inequity in the incidence of who gets infected and why, and who disproportionately bears the costs and inequity in the outcome of those
1: infections. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hear, hear, as they say. Resonating with early statements by Premier Andrews, Duckett confirms that the poorest and the most disadvantaged have borne the brunt of the pandemic. Too many are dependent on part-time, casual and precarious jobs, and we can't repeat it often enough. Our public housing mm. has been neglected for generations, and our healthcare system is riddled with inequities. How did we get to this? Stephen yeah. Duckett names groups that have been most affected by the pandemic, as we did, the poor. Those who are already sick, women who are overrepresented in low-paid and precarious work, migrants on temporary visas, and so it goes.
0: Yeah, and I'd add another unfolding disaster, international students. So Mm -hmm. many, thousands, are trapped here as they can't get back home. Many are desperate and destitute. They're living on food parcels and they can't cover rent or bills mm. or basic expenses,
1: so it 's a really desperate situation for yeah, our international and, students exactly, and that happens after them after they have, after they have grown our economy by paying monstrously mm. high study fees and living expenses on the other yeah, hand a resource
0: yeah, a mm, resource that we 've been mining
1: that 's right that 's right on the other hand, there was one ray of sunshine in this sad spectacle is that people on living on certain Centrelink payments, like JobSeeker, whose payments were temporarily raised to almost double, and many for the first time in years have not been dependent on food parcel and financial assistance just to live
0: Yeah, that's right. But again, this is under threat with the federal government planning to whittle this back. Mm. So I guess we'd repeat, it's more necessary than ever to keep the pressure on the federal government to keep up those COVID supplements. At least, at least until we lock in a system of centrelink payments that mm-hmm. people can actually live on, and to do That's this right. on a permanent basis.
1: Exactly, and on that. I mean, have those payments
0: solid- in place on?
1: Mm. Exactly, and on that call for solidarity. We will go to another promo. Mm-hmm. Hi there, 3CR listeners. This is Shane Howard, the Goanna Fellow. These are strange and tough times, and a lot of people are doing it really hard. But they will pass. Be kind to yourself and others. Buy local and like 3CR, support local businesses and local artists. Don't be afraid to reach out for help if you need it. And don't hold back giving it if you can. Thanks to 3CR for being their collective voice.
0: You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today, Jacques and I are looking at some of the inequities in our system that have really been amplified by the coronavirus pandemic. As we've said, the pandemic exposed the lie and folly of the idea that we're just atomized individuals
1: disconnected
0: from each other
1: and the world we're part of. Mm -hmm. I think a big message coming from health economist Stephen Duckett's piece in The Guardian is really an ethical point, that our systems need to be fair and equitable. The already disadvantaged should not be asked to pay the highest price for the pandemic. We're all connected and responsible for each other. And this truth needs to be reflected in the ways we distribute our common wealth. Again, Mm -hmm. a common theme in Think Again programs.
0: Yeah, let's not confirm the assumption of some of our political decision-makers or, or too many of them, that mm. it's OK to have the leaners at the top of the system and lifters at the bottom. These politicians seem intent mm. of making this even worse as time goes That's on right. and during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, mm. so let's have a look at what Stephen Duckett suggests, what way forward. He has about four points. Firstly... He said we need to tell the truth and call tell out the inequity. inequity when we see it right in front of our eyes. We can point out that it is not the case of the economy versus health, and it never was. When death rates from, uh, rates from COVID rise, economies deteriorate too.
0: Yeah, and we know this from the research on how the coronavirus is panning out in different countries. Mm -hmm. And I even saw it demonstrated by conservative economist Alan Coller on the ABC. Mm. So Mm. when there's more deaths from COVID, the economy Mm. fares worse as well. They go together. It's not a payoff. Mm. That's right. So we'd argue the Victorian government needs to be supported in its cautious strategy no matter what mm-hmm. we label that strategy as, it's a cautious strategy. Mm-hmm. The precautionary approach yeah, uh, to keep us mm-hmm. all safe. It's a precautionary mm-hmm. approach. When there's doubt, err on the side of caution. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we'd rather people didn't look for any possible angle by which it can be questioned or undermined, as seems yeah. to be done in the media and uh, Opposition politicians, yeah.
1: Exactly. They find every exception or loophole possible to question the Andrews or the strategy, mm-hmm. basically. The second mm-hmm. point of Duckett is we need to advocate for social support for all in need. And thirdly and crucially, we need to invest properly in public and social housing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And fourth and last, Stephen Duckett says we need to pursue... The purpose of the common good, and Mm -hmm. too rarely that is stated like that. It sounds very quaint, doesn't it? Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: uh, to, (laughs) to quote Stephen Duckett again, the pandemic has shown yet again that we have not learned to pursue the common good fully, that there are goods that must be there for all of us if these goods are to be there for any of us. Mm.
1: And that certainly is being amply illustrated by what's happening in aged care, or I would rather call it aged carelessness. Mm. At some point in time, our society will have to face the paradox that much of our health system supports the seemingly Mm. unquestionable aim that it is important to have a long life for all of us, the longer the better. Or is it? Living with what that seemingly unquestionable postulate of, that our life expectancy needs to go on and up and up, and is the primary sign of being a developed modern nation, and when we then do live long lives as we do, it seems that no one wants to take proper care of us. So, do we want to continue adding years to life, or shouldn't we put that on its head? And just put more effort into adding life and joy to the to the years we have. Put resources into mutual caring and into making the aged feel that they still live worthwhile lives, rather than putting them just keeping them medically physically alive beyond reason. But that's probably something we need to spend a full think again program on discussing that.
0: Yes, Shark. And in case it's misunderstood. I do mm. want to emphasise you are not making an argument for older people being expendable. It's to do no, with
1: of course not.
0: mutual mm. caring, having a focus mm. on relational, mutual caring for each other, including all our citizens, no matter what age. That's
1: right. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
0: So uh, we want to acknowledge, um, just for our community service announcement today, we want to acknowledge that a lot of people are really suffering with the current lockdown in Victoria, especially people living on their own. A lot of people are really isolated while they're honouring the restrictions to keep us all safe. So we want to thank you and we want to acknowledge you. The good news is that from midnight on Sunday night, 13th of September, stage four restrictions in Victoria will lighten a bit. So if you live alone, or are a single parent with all your children under 18, you'll be able to have one nominated visitor to your home. That's one consistent person. Mm -hmm. Also, from midnight on Sunday night, two people or a household can meet outdoors for up to two hours. So I think there's potential for a few picnics in that. If you're feeling isolated, you can start thinking of ways to connect or reconnect with other people, including families, mm. or friends. So anyway, for more information about the loosening of restrictions from Sunday night, you can go to www.vic.gov.au and if you're not connected, just ring your local state MP.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. And meanwhile, make sure you keep talking with other people, even if it's only on the phone or Zoom or over, over, the, over the backyard fence and try to get some exercise and when it's there, some sunshine, sunshine every day. Yes, Meanwhile, and
0: Jacques, just one yep. more, Jacques. One thing oh, I'd yeah, also sure. like to say is if people are feeling down, just mm-hmm. know that this time will pass and you won't always
1: feel this way. So hang mm-hmm. in there. That's right. And we do it for solidarity with one another. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with Jacques Boulet and Jennifer Borrell. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's programme, you can email borderlands, at borders, at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in a subject line. Our programs are available by podcast and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. We'd also like to thank Leanne yet again for pulling this program together from the 3CR studio while Jennifer and I connected by phone remotely.
0: Mm. Meanwhile, stay tuned for the following program, Jailbreak. Jailbreak gives a voice to prison inmates and their friends and families, and very important during this time, especially mm. to bring us into this program. We have world turning by Yothu Yindi.